Off, Backstage with Dark Char Media, with your host, Danny Atwell. For the month of July, you have Miguel, Mac, Danny, and special guest star, Emily McAnulty, talking about July's great stuff. And we are live with July's episode of Off the Cuff. Already. Backstage of Dark Charm Media. And today we have a fantastic cast of people with us. We, as always, we got Mac McCloskey. We got uh, the dead man, Miguel Pedroza. And Hello. our very special guest, we have Emily McAnulty. Oh, very and special thing. I am I am very <laughs> pleased to to have her on today. And we got a lot of stuff that we want to talk about. Um we got questions from the audience. We're gonna play some games and everything's gonna be amazing. All right. So um first item. The first item is, you know, how's everything <laughs> how's everything going here, Emily? Everything everything cool? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's been a busy day. I did a lot of mom stuff today. Well, that's what mom <laughs> do. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> It was cool though. I took my daughter to a birthday party, but it was a laser tag birthday Ooh. party. So I mean, at least I've—I know I got her in the right crowd. So I've done that. <laughs> it's yeah. been a long time since I did that myself, but I totally get you there. <laughs> um, and what about you, Miguel? What you been up to, bud? The last laser tag party I was in, I got kicked <laughs> out of for using melee kills. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, my son. That tracks. <laughs> <laughs> my sons are actually in town uh, i haven't seen them in years so uh, we're spending a lot of quality time together i finished getting my 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 arms sleeved in tattoos oh, today Ooh. okay what it, you... it really hurt it really hurt ouch i see is it still wrapped yeah literally. look at that wow yeah oh, did you get all you didn't get all that done today right uh no no not all of it goodness no hell no we only did things this little bat guy that's all that was enough for one day oh i i did that i did uh this was four sessions total um like my my forearm was one session that was one session the two on my feet were one session the giant one on my ribs which emily has seen Mm -hmm. uh was one session so I it sounds slightly to... dirty. This one under my shirt, Emily's. But Emily's, 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 You can tell him about the one on your ass too. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I saw that Hello... one too. I don't Ew. talk about the Hello Kitty Maybe. one, anyways. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, that's that's what I've been doing uh, this whole time. Let's just healing awesome. uh, up. All right. You know, let, let's just let's just dive right into it. <laughs> First episode of the uh, month. Night of the chickens. Oh God! Oh Night my of the God! Chickens. And I've had I've had probably the most questions in regards to the episode based on this show. So let me clear up a few things for uh, the listeners here. So I uh, about six months ago moved uh, into a smaller but honestly nicer home, and I've had this man over multiple times. The first time he came over. He took note of what was an abandoned chicken coop in uh, the backyard because the previous owner had apparently raised chickens. And, of course, the place is covered in feathers and chicken shit, and it went from there. So, <laughs> so this yeah, is I, based on a true story, is what well, you're saying. Well, a really <laughs> weird version of a based of a on true a true story. story. Right. It's like I had an idea, and it spiraled into like this weird... Like, what happened? Like, I, I can see the whole story happening at this place. So, I mean, it's your house. 
mouth. Right. I mean, I can, I can see, I can see the whole story there. I can see, you know, myself waking up one morning and there are, you know, eggs on the dresser. Oh my and, god. Uh, <laughs> the real question comes down to it, uh, there, Mac. Was yeah. your uncle your sugar daddy? Hmm. It's a solid question. Uncle. Well, it depends on which one, really, because I uncle. have four on my father's side, so. <laughs> Various people have played that role, and and <laughs> it pleases me now to say I'm able to give back. Good. <laughs> so you are now somebody sugar daddy. Is that what you're? Is that what you're confessing here? Well, uh, he was, a, he was a sugar baby. Buy a new car. So. Well, there you go. Oh, wow. all right. Yes. So, so wow. but but so the, the funny thing was like the idea for the the the, uh, the actual episode spiraled from real events right and then just the idea of where we wanted to take it was the huge thing because everybody was like are you going to do serious or is this going to be funny because you do both very well but i can see it going either way way, and it does (laughs) it it ping pongs it ping pongs between absolute absurdity and downright horror and then you're like the idea you're like but these are chickens and you know he's kicking them to get into the house <laughs> and they're pecking him to death and his buddy comes in and he's like he's got he's ready to help with the the holy water <laughs> in a holy giant water. jug <laughs> and that doesn't happen uh yeah. I, I, I love the idea that the story balanced absurdity horror and comedy all at the same time that was uh, what i intended and the sad thing is a lot of instances, in, especially not only in pop culture, but in most new, uh, you know, like new stories and things that are coming out, either in like other TV shows, things like that, they can't make that balance and have it work. Rarely. Rarely. It's yeah. a rarity that you find something like that. So I think I kind of struck, you know, I got lightning in a bottle for that one if i can say one thing i'd like to see a continuation of this story at some point how well i just want to know you're dead i'm dead i'm dead my character is dead but i mean a continuation of the story of oh you this, mean with mr thoreau yeah of, of the guy who owned the house oh, yeah. the yeah, somebody else will, can move in <laughs> yeah, it's a possibility i mean but i will say this like everything in the background was amazingly the tone was set perfect yes. by Miguel's narration I was as the gatekeeper. I was a well done. Um, yeah. I think he did it. I think you did a fantastic job to setting the proper tone that we were looking for. Even though it was slightly comedic and absurd, mm-hmm. it was like there is that horror undertone. Yeah. And that he was, was perfect. The balance that yeah, and like balance. it's it's like we I I think Danny, I think you and I have talked about it before. It's like watching um celebrity jeopardy on snl where you have will ferrell who does so much ridiculous stuff but in that skit he's the balance yeah all the characters do all this nonsensical stuff and then it comes back to his like tone you hear his like monotone and so with this you had all this crazy stuff and so as the listener when you're just like okay did i really just hear what i think i heard but like like you said then it comes back and miguel kind of brings it back and it levels out and then it goes off the rails again and it, i mean you know if, if looking at the context of the story i mean like brad was literally down and out he's mm-hmm. finally had some good stuff go his way and then you know mm-hmm. obviously his wife having fake 
breast implants <laughs> and his buddy like saying, hey, look, check this out no like <laughs> that whole opening sequence was awesome i loved that titties or titties uh, yeah I was like, i'm getting a t-shirt that says that titties or titties that's <laughs> these are titties man, titties are titties, man. so that is the new official slogan of dark charm media titties are dark titties, charm titties. Media. Titties i don't know how titties. the rest of the other female members of our uh crew would agree with that but I'm wearing one. I don't one even care. Wear <laughs> oh God! Me and Emily are gonna rock one in October. Rock. That's right. October. Titties are titties, man. Titties are titties. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, I, I, I really tried to go for a really spooky, uh, like I wanted campfire story. Yeah. Like, I wanted a, I wanted a campfire story like when we were younger. However, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like when we're younger, we we hear that tone once upon a time. Yeah, with a man sleeping alone in his bed, and we all kind of just lean in and go, "What's he? What happened?" <laughs> yeah, you know? so, yeah. Like, when you when you play that when you play that tone and you go for that tone, it opens up the realm of possibilities for the characters to do whatever it is, because that narration is what is what uh, is is the campfire. You know what yeah. I mean? So every time we're out, we're, every every time we're in with the characters, we're watching this crazy shit, and. Every time we hear the narrator, oh, we're back on we're back on the logs by the campfire with her beers going. What else happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of what I was trying for, and I'm so I'm so happy I nailed it. You so, did. Yeah, I mean, I, I was pleasantly surprised how well the episode came out in a mixture of the editing and everybody's voices together, and Rachel did a fantastic job as Erica. She was um, very good. I think I think that she brings an insight to the story that wasn't I mean that it was sorely needed and needed to be there, but wasn't like in your face about it. No, not blind. So we actually have a couple questions based on this episode alone. Wow. And I'm gonna read them out to you, okay? So okay. this the first one is from Celtic Ladies. Mm-hmm who is uh, uh, an avid listener, and she responds with the question, it was mentioned that Brad got the house from his Uncle Pete. Did Pete know the house was cursed at all? And if so, he did. Did he give it to Brad on purpose? This is, That's why I would say a continuation of this story would be good. We could go into that. That's a question. Did the sugar that's daddy know... <laughs> that it was cursed. He's trying to cut off the sugar baby. I'm not paying for I'm not paying for Andrew anymore. Just send him to the house. Uh, honestly, from from the tone of the story, it sounds like his uncle is just kind of an absentee guy. That you know, you know, like one of those richer folks that just collects that stuff, just collects yeah. properties, and yeah. and and, them off, and yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't actually live in them. So okay. yeah, he never lives in them. So he was like, "Oh well, my nephew's down and out. Go here's his house Take I just acquired. Yeah. Whatever, go have fun." Yeah, you know, I'd like, say that's probably true. Probably never even been there himself no. to the yeah. town or the house or anything. Yeah, because yeah, I, I mean, that. like we, we we it was it was very heavily inferred that his uncle is very well off because he got the house for free, mm-hmm. paid off in his name with zero strings. So yep. it's like. That's that's a lot of money to get rid of a mortgage, to get rid of taxes, and all that other stuff. So more than like, so yeah, so somebody that well off is not gonna is not gonna visit their own properties or anything like that. They're gonna pay someone to remodel it, and they're gonna pawn it off on the first person they can. Mm -hmm. 
And the next question, also from uh, Celtic ladies, it was to me. She goes, what possessed you to write a horror story about chickens? Why didn't you take it in the comedic route? I was like, well, I sort of did. I just didn't do it fully. Yeah. Because I wanted to convey all three aspects. The absurd, the fact that we're even talking about a night of chickens in the first place. Then we're talking about, okay, the house is haunted by chickens. And then the worst part is you're going to die by chickens. <laughs> it would have been too cut and dry if it was just straight up uh, comedy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, and it's not that it couldn't have been. I mean, like, like if, if, if y'all remember um, the last episode of, uh, you know, Dark Charm, it was Dead Air. Dead Air mm-hmm. That was a twist that no one expected with uh, the dildo scene. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, I still love the line from that from that show. God damn you, Skip! God damn you, Skip and Doodle! Damn you, Skip and Doodle! <laughs> it's just one of those things that he picks up a dildo and just drops but see, it. See, that was another horror doodle. scene that ended comedically, right? Whereas yeah. this one sort of was the exact opposite. Even though they added, you know, comedy that comedy ended in horror, it ended right? in horror. Mm-hmm. That was that was that's literally. Um, I kind of like doing things like that because of the fact that it. it unexpected mm-hmm. not that it's been done before but i i try to be as original as i possibly can in certain aspects while still working the tropes that actually still work let's look at the one of the most popular movies in the series and that's army of darkness mm-hmm. yeah. evil dead evil dead 2 army of darkness and ash versus the evil dead which took on the tone of army of darkness has a very slapstick very mm-hmm. uh three stooges you know what i mean comedic yeah. timing to it but at the same time we still watch ash chainsaw people shoot people hit people with cars there's rotors there's explosions there's death destruction uh he mutilates himself you know what i mean so there are aspects to it so like i think that's i think that is very much in the tone of what this episode was it was was the very army of darkness Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah even outside of that even outside of like big movies or franchise things like that think about when we grew up think about um are you afraid of the dark (laughs) and how you have all these kids sitting around and every single one of them starts out real serious you know submitted for the approval of the midnight society they start the thing but then the story is about like a kid stuck in a pinball machine or something like that you know or whatever like it's the stories they're scary in a sense of like the situation but if you actually look at the situation it's it's really absurd you know you're getting chased around i know you know it centers around a clown character but you have the ghastly grinner who's terrifying but he's also (coughs) just his scenes are very they can be funny looking back on it now too a little bit and so like it it works it works like that and it's the same thing you still have that underlying scary that underlining like you said your campfire horror story tone but the situations are incredibly bizarre but like you said too it's very original Mm-hmm. You don't hear a lot of stories, especially horror stories about chickens. It's fantastic. <laughs> and, and the one line that that Mac brilliantly put, you know, just like, "I'll never eat Chick Fil A or Pop because of me." <laughs> Girl, Sanders, no. I think uh, I think God to survive. I think one of my friends put it the funniest. He was uh, he says this was birds for fat people, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude. Yeah, from Alfred Hitchcock. He was like, this is birds for this is birds for fat people. I'm like, dude, funny, but also fuck you. Yeah, (laughs) funny. 
But yeah, I tell you, I, I I was I was once again I was I was thoroughly surprised, and you know the 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 reception that I've got so far for the episode was pretty damn good. The one shots are doing well. Yeah, yeah, but then then again, that's what DCP is supposed to be, except for you like the fact that it's sort of like the de facto place for the the juice saga. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. that's become sort of you know. Which words. brings us speaking of juice. Okay. I saw a question yep. there about him. So this is actually a question for Miguel. Oh. What was the inspiration behind Juice? Um the the I'm I'm wondering if they mean like the character or the whole thing. Well, the character and, and how you created him. That I'm guessing that's where they they went with story. Okay. Um a while ago a friend of mine wrote uh wanted to get into acting. And he uh he really, really, really is like this Idaho cut, great cis head white guy, strong muscles, you know, guy. And he was like, I really want to challenge myself. I need to get out of my comfort zone. I need to, I need to do some some acting that's gonna that's gonna push me in a different direction. I need you to write me in a writing uh, an acting exercise. And an acting exercise is usually, as as Emily will say, as Emily knows, an acting exercise is usually maybe one maybe two people and usually it's a monologue if it's two people it's going to be a dialogue and that dialogue is going to be like most of the time hidden like a mafioso and a cop for instance like the way of the one i used and so i was like i want i want this mafioso dude and i want this cop and i want them both to be really intense and really hardcore except the twist comes when we find out that the mafioso is gay and not only gay, but gay and dangerous and <laughs> violent and vehement and everything that makes a mafioso, you know, bastard, a mafioso bastard, except <laughs> he likes men. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I remember talking to the other guy we were going to have play, uh, what's now, who is now Leaf, uh, and we were we were talking. We were it was me, the guy wrote it for, and the guy that was gonna play uh Leaf that that part. And we were all sitting around in a circle and there were they were both, you know, the guy I wrote it for and his and his friend who was gonna play Leaf were they were like homosexuals and I was like, No 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 those things no. I was like no nope. no no this is not what they are. They're they're not stereotypes. I told him Juice is a monster. He is he is somebody who is violent. He is somebody who is also bipolar. I wanted him to be that dean because like like if you take the aspect that he is gay out of it, he is still just as fucking frightening. Mm-hmm. Like he's <laughs> just as violent, just as horrifying to, to witness. Like just imagine that guy six foot four, six foot five. I mean, I'm six two. And Emily seen me in, in real life. She's seen people get intimidated by me. And then, but imagine it's six foot two or, or six foot four, six foot five, built like a brick shit house, <laughs> and just muscular and just that, that that kind of monstrous. And then yeah, like I said, the only difference was is that he's gay. And Leaf, when we started to develop Leaf, and Danny kind of got stuck on one aspect of the character and i had to you know like getting a toy out of a puppy's mouth no 
We're not doing that either. (laughs) (laughs) So it it, it evolved. It evolved from the mafioso type. And then I really wanted to do a couple of other things with it. I wanted to make them even more dangerous. I wanted to make leaf, Leaf even more dangerous and more of a threat and more violent. And I was like, yeah, but if I... If I do all this, mm-hmm. I can't do it from their perspective because then there's zero fucking mystery. Zero mystery. Like, if we yeah. know what Juice is, if we know what Leaf is, there's no mystery to that. We're just watching Superman go through his day. That's not fun. Let's let's put something even more counter to this. And so I came up with writing the perspective from the aspect of Henry. Henry Reeves is a person born and stuck in the 1950s. This guy is the uptight, conservative, white male, white picket fence, yada, 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 yada. And he's not used to cursing. He's not used to violence. Well, not violence to a certain extent. But he's also not used to gay guys. And the gay guys he was exposed to, especially in the 1950s, in the 1960s, um, they're very effeminate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's the Hollywood stereotype, of right. course. So being introduced for the first time in this deep, dark warehouse that it's, you know, used recently for something that nobody can put their hands on, and then they watch this gay man beat another man to death, <laughs> turn his head, yeah. Bare hands, turn bare his hands. head into nothing, mm-hmm. and just the 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 shock of that is what I love. Why I love writing it from Henry's perspective, because yeah. even though yeah, he's he's a he's he's a, he's the the Ordo Vitalis, and he's the the scion of, of spells, and he's so ultra powerful. He's never dealt with something like Leaf and Juice, mm-hmm. so that's that's where the inspiration comes from is just to keep making you keep making the audience go well that's fucked up but i'm cheering for them why am i cheering for them i want them to win i shouldn't this is horrible (laughs) you achieve the same thing there if i can say this as the end of what was it the devil's rejects when You see Captain Spaulding and his family, and they're in a shootout with the friggin' police, and you feel for them in that mm-hmm. moment. A moment, and you're like, where the fuck did that come from? These people are psycho killers, and yet you're feeling for them. Mm-hmm. You achieve yeah. the same thing there. And 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 Emily, you've you've actually been in, in the, literally the start of what would eventually become the Juice Saga when you first started in Get Better. Right. Mm-hmm. And when yep. you played Anna, and then you know, your parts for for that gradually moved on and now coming up to uh smoke and mirrors which is going to see a little bit more inside look of not only what henry's day is but juice and leif's day Mm -hmm. right seeing how the contrast is for both of them seems to mesh in a weird way and then this is you know especially for the the coming uh season finale of dark charm presents which is going to be fire and ice mm-hmm. you're going to see a huge difference between what's going on with henry with juice and leif and anna with the rest of the order and it, i'm telling you i'm not going to go in any you know spoilings <laughs> here but it's going to be intense yeah, yeah. 
and i like that a lot because when get better was the first one the first one we did that i got to do and that in and of itself was a great standalone and so to have it grow and to have all this more you know depth and all these more twists and turns to it whatever it's awesome so awesome because it is kind of like you're it's a totally different type of story but it's like you're talking about like there's so many different things that you could take and expound upon even just from this the comedic one the night Mm -hmm. of the chickens but this one i i i really really love this one and i'm sure some of it's nostalgia because it was my first one but like well yeah it was literally your introduction into dark charm which is pretty uh there's actually a question about that too is that really hold on hold on i i I just i'm so curious uh, emily like i because i i believe i am the one who recruited recruited you into dark charm yep yeah i i'm just i just dying to know what did you think of the script when you first read it i loved it and then i i I thought it was really cool i wasn't quite sure what i wanted to do uh, with anna how i wanted to do it like the first time i did the read through and then i danny and i talked about it a little bit before we recorded it and he was telling me to emulate the mother from the people under the stairs at certain points you know calm and then crazy and then calm again you know or whatever or just like underlying crazy thinly veiled by calm and composure and you know so then of course not only did I like what I was reading, but then, I mean, I love that movie. And it, I, that, and so and when I could picture that and it was like, oh, fuck, yeah, like this is going to be awesome. Like this would be a great character to get to portray. And so just doing that one alone, I was super excited to get to do that because it makes for such a, a complex character in somewhat of a, of a simple situation. But you also have to figure out how you're going to get all of that across with just your voice. And I'd never done anything like that before. And I still like, I, I listen to it now and I, I'm everybody's their own worst critic. And so like, I go back and listen to it now. And I think to myself that there are some things I could have done different with her, especially now knowing so much more new, having all these new chapters of the story. But I mean, I still love it. It's still, it's still, can I, can I, uh, can I add something to that? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know Get Better is literally the most uh, downloaded slash uh, watched or sorry listened to uh, episode in uh, Dark Charm? That's true. I did not know that. That's that awesome. Wow. That is literally that, and it's followed closely by by an episode of uh, A Life and Times of Stacey Atwell, which got deleted. So it's. <laughs> oh. But yeah, that's, that's it's pretty interesting. But on, that's on that really note, awesome. I know. I, I, it, it, right now, it is. It's got the most view, the most views, and the most uh, uh, feedback by any story that we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Wow! Um, I'm so proud. Yeah, it's like a child. Right? <laughs> so I'm like, my baby. Our, our baby. Our baby. Yeah. Like, so, so Emily, what yes. was your motivation to join the Dark Charm crew, and what has been your most rewarding experience so far? Oh gosh, I can only pick one. <laughs> you can't, man. <laughs> well uh okay so sorry i'm so overwhelmed that someone had a question for me i'm so excited so what was the first part of that what motivated me what what was your motivation to join the dark charm crew okay um well for starters uh miguel's awesome and uh but no seriously i um having met Miguel and met some of the other people working around Miguel because we we didn't meet Miguel until the um, choose your own adventure thing right mm-hmm. that we met in person right. and so yeah. 
I was at an event where people are doing improv stuff and they're coming up with stories or coming up with characters. It's all just off the top of their head. Incredibly talented people. Most of them all a part of dark charm media now too. And so for, yeah, I wonder how that happened. (laughs) (laughs) So for to be approached, to be a part of something like this, I didn't fully know what it was necessarily yet, but to be approached by somebody who I barely knew, but I already admired for what they were doing, and to think that they barely know me, but trust to pull me into their project, like they see something in me that could be used to better what they're already doing. I was in- incredibly flattered by that. And then to learn a little bit more about it, and I figured, you know, when I had to do the first one, it's like, oh, well, what's the worst that could happen? Either I'm no good at it and they'll find somebody else or I go to do it. Maybe I don't like it or whatever. Or I find out I'm not good at it. So I bow out. But it was like, why, why say no? Like there's this, I, and then I read the script and then I was in. And then to talk about what it was going to be about. And you guys have very similar um passions to the things that i have you guys are insanely creative you're always even if you're not necessarily sitting down and writing something you guys are constantly churning up ideas whether you use them or not you guys are just insanely creative people and so it definitely is (laughs) yeah so you guys are you guys are who i i i want to be around like i kind of say sometimes that i'm as a human being i'm a little bit like a, a crow and crow collects like shiny objects that mean a lot mm-hmm. to them even if nobody under uh, nobody else understands why they mean anything to them mm-hmm. you guys are like my shiny objects like i like oh. that i have now added you to my life and you've made it my better God. but then like i said once i read the script and once i did the first um the first episode i was insanely nervous because at that point i already loved it and so i didn't want to suck at it because i didn't i didn't want to get booted <laughs> and so i each one that you bring to me danny to to do more of them and stuff like that it's this it's the same excitement it's the same feeling of like i just feel like the luckiest nerd in the whole world to get to keep doing this and all this other kind of stuff and so i honestly it was kind of one of those things that once i read it and read the script for the first episode and figured out what it was like there was just there was no chance that I wasn't going to want to be a a huge part of this. So, yeah. And and the second part of the question, what's been your most rewarding experience so far? Oh, that's tough. That's tough to, to narrow down. That's the thing, because out of all of us, uh, besides me, of course, you're the only one that's read almost all of fascination street. Yeah. Yeah. Ha. You didn't read the whole thing, Miguel. You helped. I helped you write it. <laughs> I'll admit that. Miguel, but you haven't read the whole thing, have you? <laughs> yes, I read the entire thing because I was literally helping you write it at the same time. Because you, you were like, "Well, this part pertains to a part in chapter two. and I was like, "Well." Now well, you got to read chapter two. Read chapter two, right? <laughs> oh, I'll be back. Oh no, this part, refers, this part refers to what happens in chapter one. Yeah. Hold on, I'll be in the bathroom for a while. <laughs> okay. Okay, I gotta read fucking chapter one then. <laughs> now you need re- reading material, so that's right. Um, my good, like, like my the chickens came from. No, it didn't. And then, <laughs> and then, like, the worst part. Of, the worst chicken, 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 chicken. 
I think the part that hurts me the most about this was that I was like, I remember I was, it was, uh, it was like eight, it was like seven or eight o'clock at night. And I had to go to, I had to go to work that night at like 11, like one in the morning. And I'm just texting Danny. I'm like, yes, dude, this is what this thing does. We can use it in this story in this capacity. Yeah. Okay. I think that's thoroughly explained. Ding, motherfucker. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> but like yeah no I, i've read it too i hope you write i know but you also like to forget that's the thing yes because i'm also a fan <laughs> hey, hey, I'm, I, I will say this as surprised. I, I am i'm incredibly i'm incredibly blessed to have as many uh people who, who've contributed that are as invested into the characters and the stories as as the group that I have. I'm like I said, I'm I'm extremely I'm extremely humbled and blessed in that regard. So I mean I can't I can't complain at all uh in that route. Yeah, what was your most rewarding part before? Well, and it's kinda it'll I mean now that I've made a big deal about it, it'll seem kind of like a bullshit answer, but like it is really hard to pin down just one thing because one of the things that i'm really fortunate about when it comes to the roles that i get to do in all these different shows is the fact that like i said i i love what you trust me with to do mm-hmm. because each character that i have gotten to do is very different and i think that is one of the most rewarding things for me is that i can try to tap into all these different things that i don't even know if i can do you know, I get to you, Karen in Noxo sounds like me, but I have to try to, in my own mind, I have to try to I not be me, even though I sound like me. Mm-hmm. And then playing Anna, you know, she's somebody a little bit older, you know, or whatever, a little bit more mature. She's got her own mental things going on. And again, you're trying to get that through only by voice. And then, you know, but then I get to do silly sultry stuff as darla and oh my god and so that's something i never would have expected to get and to then you have then, mill in the same series you're playing two yeah, different characters exactly and, and then the, mills is like hmm. <laughs> but the funny thing about mills like and i've had i've had people ask me they're like that's done by the same person because like <laughs> literally you have mills talking to darla and they, they're like, that's the same person. You can't tell. Right? You can't oh, tell. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, like, and I don't I... do anything in modulation to to, <laughs> to differentiate either. Thank so it's, it's the total tone from what Darla does compared to what Mills does. And I've had more people come up to me and say, hey, who's the chick that does Darla? And I'm like, it's the same chick that does Mills. <laughs> and she's like, no. Really? Nah. Oh, that's awesome. And by she, I mean my sister. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's, and, it's hilarious, but it's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And I love that. And so I think probably if I had to say what the biggest reward of the whole thing is, it's it's the challenge of it. It's coming yeah. into each character. I appreciate that you're always shooting me straight on things too, Danny. Like if I come across with something and you're it's not what you're wanting, you know, you don't you don't baby me. You don't say like, oh you know that was okay or whatever you're like nope no that's not what i want that's not what i'm picturing that as you know or whatever or something like that but then when we do get it right where you want it and you'll be like yes perfect that's exactly what i want like it, it's easy for me to then 
know what the expectations are and know what I need to do. And so, but I love that. I love every time you'll, you send me something and if you send it and you're like, well, this might be a little bit different than what you did before. Like, I love to hear that. Cause that's, that's awesome for me to, awesome. to, to get to do that. And like I said, I'm super flattered at the fact that you trust me to do that. And so thank you for that too. Cause awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to throw a fast one here. Miguel. Uh-oh. What? What did I do? Well, what's been your most rewarding experience so far? Oh God! In in all reality, anytime I get a comment, anytime I get a comment like about how good something I was involved in was, or how surprised they were, how scared they were, any reaction, I, it's for me. It's it's so it's like that's that's what I love. Like I uh, I had several people comment that juice is so violent, in, you know, but they love it, and I'm like, that's what I want. Yes. And then I had, oh, but Leaf is so effeminate, but weird because he was going around Jesus' back. I don't know how to feel about this. I'm like, that's what I want. That's what I want. Then, of course, we have Ricardo. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, how the fuck? How the fuck did Ricardo get a goddamn (laughs) following, first of all? We'll we'll get to that when we start talking about brotherhood. Yeah. Second second of all, Craig. Craig. The amount of my friends that have reacted to Craig <laughs> in a positive fucking manner disturbs me to no end. And I mean this because I don't know. I, th- I think I shared it with you, Danny, when, my, when one of my friends was like, that's fucking you? And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's me. And he was like, I fucking hate that guy. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, Craig's not a very likable character, and but that's the whole point. I mean, he's he's abrasive. He's he's a billion miles an hour, and you know the whole point is you don't know where he's coming from. No, and uh, I, like, but that 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 from any any time any time I get feedback from anybody, like anytime somebody reads one of the scripts we've done, and I hear I hear via the grapevine how much they love the script. You know what I mean? Like when when we when uh, Justin and I did get better, uh, this is the classic story I like to tell. I asked Justin, "How fucked up do you want it?" And Justin said, "Turn it up to 11. And I was like, "And that's what that's what was born." Yeah, that was like. And Justin says, "I, I say just I say we wrote it together." But Justin's the one who goes, "You mostly wrote it. I kind of was there." And I'm like, "We wrote it together, dude. Stop stop doing that." But. I remember, I remember the first time Danny read "Get Better," and and I think you, I think you actually were like texting Justin, were like, "You wrote this? This is really dark for you." And he- yeah, I, I, I said to, I said to Justin, I was like, because Justin normally doesn't do dark, but he yeah. does do whimsical slash fantastical. He actually was the the main influence behind the creation of a couple of characters in the dark charm universe one of them being damon holloway um i didn't entirely create that character but i took that character and made it where it needed to go and like fed him his situations things like that um but you know everybody will figure that out next month but i ain't gonna go any further but um yeah i mean what about you what would you say your most rewarding experience has been so far mac the challenge of playing certain roles and 
hearing myself back on recorded and and knowing hey that's me you know <laughs> um this this whole audio venture for us you know uh for dark charm was if i if i can say this largely my brainchild initially i he gave me the idea through through uh, <laughs> and yeah. um it's you know i've been i've been thinking about this recently through Dark Charm, you helped re-remind me that I had a creative uh, drive and a creative vision that mm-hmm. I wanted to share. I just was using the wrong vehicle for it in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's porn is difficult to, to script. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just so I was going to say that, but Mac doesn't know me that well, so I didn't say anything. <laughs> porn is a tricky industry i mean it's so (laughs) just like cocaine's a hell of a drug a hell of a drug (laughs) not a cocaine i'm not i'm not a cocaine oh god wait danny aren't you gonna tell us what your most rewarding experience is i already did oh okay i already did my most rewarding experience is the fact that i have so many people that are that I'm blessed and humbled that people are working for me. Work, so working with me. Yeah. That's 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 my being. That's that's the most rewarding experience. The ideas that I have in my head, the brain vomit that's literally in here, <laughs> gets substance and comes out and becomes these magical stories. So we yeah. thank you for being. So thank you for uh, letting us be your laxative. So to speak, <laughs> my laxative. Your, your mental laxative. Mental. <laughs> You, you can be the mental laxative. I'm the orderly that's cleaning up the vomit and putting shape to it. Right? So. What we're going to do right here, and we're going to go over here, and yeah. now we're going to get rid of that. Let's throw that out. And then <laughs> the goo. Yeah, yeah. You're an excellent leader for that. You're passionate behind it, and you can tell how much you love it. And so really, as I know for me, especially to know how much it matters to you and how much work you put behind it, you make me want to be better doing it. Like, I don't want to let you down. I don't want to mess up the vision because, you know, I know how it is to have something that means that much to you. And so you, your drive and your energy towards it makes, makes me better. (laughs) Oh my God. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. That's true. Um, That's true. You know, I, I, as of late, I honestly wouldn't have been able to really do a lot of the stuff that I normally do without, without Miguel, without, without Mac, without, without everybody. Um, and just trying to get everybody to be on the same page to get these stories, you know, code, I wouldn't say codified, but like solidified and, mm-hmm. and, and to have people enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that, that you no can more rewarding experience for me than that at this yeah. point. The fact that you can do it while having almost none of us in the same room together ever, too. I think it's one of the other most amazing things about this. Everything sounds so cohesive and this is like the closest you've ever been to all sitting in the same room together. That's and gonna so, change. I'm gonna, be, I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be there in October. I'm trying twenty ninth and thirtieth. And you and if you do that again in the future, I'm gonna well, we'll see, see about joining you. Maybe have maybe see if we can't get everybody to come up here too. I'd be good either one. I'd be good. I'll I'll figure it out. Take a road trip. We'll call it business. Mac, Mac, 
Meg, you got you got to show up this year, goddammit. I can't be the only one drinking in this whole fucking meeting. No one else drinks except for me and Gibby. And Gibby weighs 75 pounds. So I need someone else. He's going to be squashed. Right? Yeah, I bought him four beers at the at the at the Magic Scroll Choose Your Own Adventure and he was he was out. Jeez. Like, I remember that. Oh my god! Yeah, remember he, he was he was nice and he was nice and liquored up. I bought him four yeah, beers. And... I didn't. That's I didn't know that. I knew he was nice and liquored up. I didn't know it only took four. That's funny. Yeah. Warning, warning! My stomach can no longer do hard liquor. Oh, that's okay, though, bro. That's what soft beer is for. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we'll get you like some Mike's Heart lemonade or something. Yeah, Zima. White so. claw. Zima. Now we can <laughs> Zima. That's a blast from the past. That's what I said. Yeah, Zima. Zima. Zima, Zima with Jolly Rancher in it. You know. <laughs> yep. I remember that. Stuff. Me too. Which I didn't. <laughs> I remember everybody else drinking it in front of me. Well, then too. you didn't have enough. If you remember I it, drink, you didn't I have enough. All, but I, I, I like watching people get drunk and laugh at them. Luckily, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very hyper drunk, so you'll have a lot of entertainment. Oh God. Oh boy. So, so, so back to back to uh, the next yeah, uh, episode. So, Monoxo's season finale, and since you know, since Noxo's basically you know, especially the, the yep, you know, the series has started, uh, the two main characters have been both Mac and, and Emily, mm-hmm. and and um, the the fact that this all culminates with this big giant gunfight. Yeah. Between just two beings, Remiel and, and, and Josh, mm-hmm. and Kuda Viste finally playing her hand was just insane. How uh, like how everything got put together, the editing, trying to make everything still it's still very chaotic, still very dense, but that was literally by that was by choice. Because of the fact that I wanted, I wanted the listener to feel like that it's all coming at them, mm-hmm. just like the previous episodes. Um, Those sound effects were awesome. Yes, the gunfire and all that stuff—that was awesome. I get when it I, says that he's like slowed down all the bullets, and then it, yeah. Oh my god, that was yeah, that yeah. was great. I honestly like. I was listening to it at work i was listening to it's probably dangerous to do too so i work well considering i'm not gonna say what you do for a living that's fine i won't say where but like i work in a science lab we'll say that so i'm working in a science lab i have all this stuff out in front of me and so like honestly sitting there listening you you it's saying that he's slowing everything down so not only do you not expect that but you don't expect it because based on what he just said, oh, he's stopping everything. Oh, okay, so fine. And then, like, literally, it all goes off. I'm sitting at my bench like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, like, he's literally reversing the bullets in midair, stopping uh-huh. them, re-adding the inertia, and killing everybody else. Yeah, that was, it was awesome. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a really good audio trick. I liked it. It's very Jaws stinger. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but there is a huge piece of silence right before the shark bites someone, Bruce yeah, bites yeah. someone. So that was a very cool Jaws stinger to it, and I, I kind of like that. Uh, this this episode, I got to tell you, listening to listening to uh, to you and uh, to Mac and Emily during this whole during this whole series, 
it's so strange to hear how many characters are uh, played into these characters that you guys do. And I don't know if you do it consciously or subconsciously, but it is so interesting because with the Mac, you have a bit of uh, John McClane. You have just this touch of John McClane. But then, but then you also have this, uh, the Colonel from Rambo 1 and 2. Who is Trout also Trout Man, oh yeah. <laughs> and, I haven't seen that forever. And then you have this this really harsh comedic streak, which is, uh, uh, once again, just this Bruce Willis type character of where, uh, you know, the last Boy Scout. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I'm not sure if you're doing it consciously or subconsciously, but there seems to be a lot of of that going on. And Emily also has this this tones of voices that are that are once again, I don't know, if subconsciously or consciously, but I love them because there is just a, a, a like, and that's what that's what endears me is just a touch of Ellen Ripley. Oh, oh my gosh! I'm gonna and... stop. I'm gonna retire right now. That's like the best compliment. so my hero. Thank yeah. <laughs> I love. Oh, oh. All yes. My, all my pops. All my pops. Yeah. Are, I have every one of hers. Uh, oh. With a touch of Ellen Ripley, with this nice, just thick marker streak of Sarah Connor from Terminator One. You terminated fucker. <laughs> yeah. Haven't got the really the Terminator 2 part yet, but definitely see the the, the naive yet determined Sarah Connor. Yeah, it's it's not it's not it's not the naivety of Sarah Connor. Yeah, it's the die hard fucking you. I'm gonna live part of Sarah Connor. Yeah, and that's that's what I love, and it's kind of what endears me. So when when I listen to this and I hear and I hear Mac kind of like crack a joke, you know what I mean? Like like. Well, well, what about your fucking pen there, cockhead? You know what I mean? I'm just like, <laughs> that's a little John McClane. It's a little, yeah. it's a little John McClane, a little blast Boy Scout with it. Kaye. Yeah, you know, so I'm, I'm not sure, but like, it's, it's invested me heavily. Uh, the, the idea that uh, every character I play in Noxo dies is still kind of annoying, but. <laughs> I'm still well. I guess I gotta make a character next season that doesn't die. Well, just think of yourself in this case as Bill Paxton, you know, who has right, who has more on screen deaths than anyone tits and make you want to stand (laughs) up playing for buttermilk. Acts like a 10 year old boy. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) True lies. Yeah. Yeah. I swear, one day day I'll have a recurring role in Noxo. One day. You might sooner than you think. You never know. I'm already dead in this your, season. Your well, deaths are just yes, you're right. okay. opening this you up for I you. <laughs> but like coming, going back from the, like the inception of the series, I mean, you see that there was like this chemistry, and you two have never met each other. Yeah. This chemistry between Karen <laughs> and 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 Josh, and it's like, well. Having to, you know, I, having the same material, which was which was good, but like having the idea in my head of how each is playing off of each other, sort of made this really because, like, the the biggest compliments that I've got so far from from and uh, especially even uh, like people who who haven't even you know like like for instance, Hangle, he mm-hmm. says to me, he's like, I really dig the emotion 
that Emily put towards Karen. And it made it made even him tear up a little Thank bit. You. And I thought that was the coolest thing. Uh, to say it's like wow, because like the whole thing of come back to me, like in the in the see the episode before. Um, because there is this huge like you start to get invested not only in the relationship of Josh and Karen, but you get invested in the whole entire the fact that their their relationship is being surrounded by all this shit. Mm-hmm. And and they have a baby now involved. Mm-hmm. It, it's like how do you how does two cops one obviously they couldn't be in the same precinct anymore mm-hmm. but and then you know karen's going to be on you know it was originally on maternity leave she's going to eventually go back um and I, it's like, I think i think you're glossing over a very important aspect hmm. and i think it's one of the most important aspects of this come back to me We've kind of seen Josh is untouchable, and I think that line cut it off at the ankles. I think we've been watching these battles of immortals, these battles of angels and demons and other creatures, and then all this world of fantastical plus Josh. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Come Back to Me shows how much Karen knows what the danger is. And I think, and I don't know if you did it subconsciously or unconsciously or without thinking about it, or you wanted just that line to be a punch, but the aspect of what it meant of come back to me. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden we kind of remember that, oh yeah, Josh is just a guy. He's He's just human. human. He's not an angel. He's not super powered. He's not a demon. He's not juice and leaf you know he's he's just a guy and karen in her mom and cop mode knows this and puts that puts that 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 line that that bow on it come back to me Mm -hmm. that's i mean and and that's what's made josh probably the most natural role for me is just that he's a down-to-earth flesh and blood flesh and blood human you know in amongst these immortal beings and he can be deadpan but he can but the other thing is josh has something that even those those other beings don't he's got this grit to him right that it's like you know he's bullshit no nonsense he's you know he's make he makes sure that whatever happens to him he like he he takes that full force mm-hmm. he, he he doesn't sugarcoat anything and that's the whole point to have that contrast especially considering all the supernatural shit he's starting to get into now being a member of the keepers it, it just it, it throws it throws everything into a different perspective everything mm. yeah what happens in this episode the ending of it the the ending of it i know i'm not supposed to be excited about this but i am I am so excited about this. Yeah. Like what comes next is the fact that, that Milo has been kidnapped by the order of Vitalis. And what comes next? What comes next? I'm just, (laughs) Oh God. 
<laughs> God, the, the 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 chaos that's about to ensue. It's just, mm -hmm. and it's been announced, so we can talk about it. That event for the next season of Noxo, uh, there is going to be a uh, a, a crossover between the stuff and the situations that are happening with Josh and his family, and Juice and Leaf. So, and I can't wait to have this straight-laced mortal have to deal with two of the most psychotic, bipolar, funny weirdos like ever known to fucking man. And I like it, this. This brings me joy upon joy, and I can't even think about it. But what it also does is it brings for the first time together the two scions of spells. Right. Both uh, Anna, Anna <laughs> I mean. and, and Vern Garvey. Yeah. That's going to be insane. I'm excited for that, too. Uh -huh. and, these and, are like two, I'm super excited about both of these characters. Like, I've, yeah. I've not had a character I didn't like, but I am super excited about both these characters. And this, yep. this I can't wait either. I, I am... I'm so like like the interaction that I have in mind between uh, Anna Reeves and Karen is is gonna be Karen Chambers is hmm. oh <laughs> that's gonna I, be an interesting combination. I I love it. I have I have words and I need I need the next season to start because. <laughs> I got a bunch of other stuff I'm doing first, buddy. <laughs> I need to get them the fuck out because this this is gonna be. We gotta get fun with Rick. Goddamn hilarious! First. Email them to me. <laughs> Email yeah, them to me. Them Email them to you. Oh, God, yeah. no! Go <laughs> Madness I create. <laughs> yeah. Uh, however, the, this these uh these last few episodes with Knoxville have been getting really intense, and I've been. <laughs> really impressed with the uh the the pace quickening you know what i mean it's this 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 tumble down the hill and it just keeps getting faster and faster and faster and faster and then right now we just hit the apex and we're watching evil knievel jump the grand canyon mm -hmm. so like on the other side is will he land will he crash and burn you know will jaws eat the next kid we'll find out next week you know yeah uh, so yeah it all it even like slams on the brakes right there at the end with karen's entrance you know all yeah. that's happening she crashes in on the scene she drops the news that they've taken milo and that burp, done but then the, even the thing is like it's the huge it's a, even though it's like made that cliffhanger it kind of take it took a very i would say not certain victory mm -hmm. from both ramiel and and Josh and colored that into a now we got to deal with this yeah and and it, it just it was like you realize that half the shit that they did was just to totally distract them yeah to get to the baby yeah 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 and who knows what would have happened if Karen just stayed they would have all probably died who knows but the whole idea was he sent them away for their safety and then all of a sudden like there was just enough in Karen to get back to just to get back to the hotel mm -hmm. 
And in essence, fulfilled her own wish of come back to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, goosebumps. Look at. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, I am. I'm so excited. I am oh, so. Excited. I can't wait. I can't wait either. But I'm. You know. Like I know. I know we have a whole large cast with Noxo. I know we do, and we're about to see that cast get really dwindled down now that <laughs> Juice and Leaf are involved. And I think a lot of people, because we, Danny and I have like brainstormed about this privately, about just the amount of carnage that's about to happen, mm-hmm. and how. So there's going to be some there's going to be oh. some definite surprises of characters it's gonna it's gonna affect not only the it's not gonna only affect noxo it's gonna affect dcp yes well at least the the, the juice saga in general yeah but mm-hmm. it all but a lot of it is really influencing the a lot of the dark charm universe in, in its own right um because the order of vitalis basically had its fingers in so many pies and the last episode of the of uh, the uh, the month, mm-hmm. Brotherhood on the case. Yes. <laughs> this is another fun role for me, and playing uh, Rod. So, uh, <laughs> so the funny thing about this one is, this is all the aftermath of the big party that they had in uh, Billy and and Willie and, and Vel's room. Mm-hmm. All the shit that happened the next morning, starting off, <laughs> and none of them got any sleep. And you, and you hear Mills like, "Christ, did any of you?" Know? Yeah, right. Yeah, and then it, basically but, like, "Yo, like shit." <laughs> like shit. And then Vel just goes off, and I love the fact that that um that that Jesse did. <laughs> he was like, "Gee." Having to deal with Beavis and Butthead all night, they're goddamn circle jerks. He's like, Hey, wait, we were trying to be professional here, and he goes, Professional, you're the one that sent that leathery vixen in here. <laughs> talking to Tom about Darla, yeah, that leathery this vixen. Is another episode that made me oh. love her, especially Uh-oh. when, oh. um, <laughs> thank you, Willie oh. says. Willie, <laughs> as Willie always said, um, "Lady smells like uh, what is it?" Tree Lady blood? smells like blood maple blood tree. Blood blood smells sweet because <laughs> he can yeah. smell because he can smell it on her, and she's like, and she's oh. so flattered. Yeah, she's like, "This is the nicest thing you ever said to me today." If Dark Charm ever branches out into merchandise, uh, <laughs> we need to create a shirt with Frank on it. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> But like the the whole the whole thing about it's got to be Frank covered in cake with a half-eaten cake in front of him, <laughs> and it's, it, it just says in quotes, "Frank's an asshole." Frank's an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> oh my god! And then and then just like to watch like the banter back and forth between everybody finally because this is aside from. Gladys, this is like the first big giant meeting of of the entire uh, brotherhood. Like Ollie mm-hmm. wasn't in the last episode with the rest of them in the room, mm-hmm. so Ollie was the only one with a fresh mind, besides Mills. And then all of a sudden, this this poor intern lady comes in. He goes, "Um, there's this guy. Uh, he's out there <laughs> causing a ruckus, and um, 
he's got a furry thing with him. <laughs> furry yeah. thing, yeah, that, that killed voice me. was great. I love oh that. Oh my god. Um, I'm not sure what to. I'm not sure what to tell do. him. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cute. Oh you could picture that, that, like head in the door. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't really know what to do. And he's like, you. Be he's like, that better not be who you. Th who I think he's like, I haven't talked to Frank in a couple days. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, his lines are phenomenal. Oh my god! I, I have to say, like Rod being like one of my top like favorites of the whole series. Like I love the juxtaposition of how polite and nice he is to so many people, no matter how mean they are to him. Mm -hmm. But it, enter Frank. <laughs> Fuck you, Frank! You son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> I love Frank. Like he'll get Frank will get him so pissed. Yep. <laughs> but not pissed enough to do something bad. That's the funny thing. He's like he's just so pissed, and it's like because he's starting to realize now that Frank, even though Frank is an asshole, sort of Frank was looking out for him. But now Frank's not even doing that. Yeah. So it's like. I love the line where he asks him, wait a minute, you can understand him? Wait, he can under- yeah, he goes to Ricardo, <laughs> now Ricardo finally shows up. He busts through everybody. Right. And they're like, how'd you get past the guards? He's like, if those guys were fucking guards. If those, those guys were guards, they suck guards, balls. They suck balls. balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one was great, too. And then he just went off with PJ, like... I've been trying to get a hold of you for two fucking days. Yeah. And then, like, and then he. If it wasn't for this furry fuck. <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't for this furry fuck, I wouldn't have found anything out, would I? Yeah. I love, uh, I, I love the. I, I got We, we, I played with the lion because the original lion was, wait, you, you can understand him? Yeah. Sort of. So like, I I, I played. I was like, I was like, it's it's too it's too simple for too Ricardo. Forward, let's, forward, yeah. let's make it stupid. Yes. No. Sorta. Sort of. Body language says a lot. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Like, uh, you know, I like if I have to, if I have to listen to running down a dream. One more. I'm gonna dig up Tom Petty's ashes and stuff him up your fucking ass. Do you understand me? <laughs> Which means there's three days, and this is the three days that me and Miguel have been talking about. There's three days between. Uh, between what happened with Ricardo and Frank leaving San Antonio and getting to DC. And no one knows what happened, but this is the aftermath. Yet. Spent <laughs> a lot more time in the trunk. How the how they're furball. Yeah. You gotta get high and mighty again, asshole. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. I love it. I love it so much. I, I, I think it's I think it's one of the funniest goddamn things that Ricardo has such a following. And it is, this is this is another Craig situation where I'm just like, why? Why does why does everybody <laughs> love this guy so much? But like with this episode, I can finally get I can finally see the fun that people saw coming with him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like where everyone else is like this like status. You know what I mean? Even PJ and Mills and they're all status. You know what I mean? But see, you got fucking Ricardo and fucking Frankie here. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have Ricardo. With Ricardo was like Ricardo always had a good, uh, good rapport with with Gladys. Yeah. And that from that first episode, people were talking, but then mm -hmm. revisiting him, but then putting him with Frank, that was like. <laughs> 
I, I had a couple people like, what the fuck are you thinking? And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking, but let's go with it. Now the whole team finally trying to save Gladys. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Ricardo's like, I don't want everybody fucking coming. <laughs> yeah. Just, what, what, what the fuck is this? The A-team, you stay here, you dickhead, get up, we're going. Yeah, like, <laughs> you, you, you piece of shit, you're the one that caused this in the first, first place. You're going to come with me. I don't know, if, and he's talking to Frank, he's like, I don't know if he can smell her scent, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Willie's like, I can smell her. <laughs> and Willie... No, oh my god! And then, like a very underrated scene was when the when the, the all the the guards finally came in and with their guns, and he's like, "Stand down!" Mm-hmm. And then, like, he's like, "All right, you're all dismissed." And, and Billy, <laughs> Billy gets up, and he starts, yeah. leaving, and and not you, like, Billy, <laughs> not you. Oh, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, but it, but I don't know if it was glossed over or not. But like exactly in that same scene. When the gun guys came in, Willie's on the wall. He's trying to crawl. Pissing himself. He's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he pissed himself. He got scared the fuck. And then I love how everybody's reacting except for Ricardo, the guy that they're pointing the guns at. Yeah, Ricardo's like, what? You're going to shoot me now? Yeah. I don't fucking care. You fucking shoot me. You better have an answer to my wife and why you fucking shot me. And trust me. Oh, my God. You're better off dead. You ain't gonna shoot me, you suck balls. You can shoot yeah. me. Shoot me. I got three first string motherfuckers like that. Y'all suck balls anyways, please. And then Mills trying to be a peacemaker comes in. <laughs> he she ignores like his you know his barbs. Yeah. She just starts to try to get involved, and then he's like, Okay, you drove- her down. So <laughs> really, like that's it. No, no. He's like, huh? Yeah. This episode, I mean, this season actually got an extra episode because of some extra stuff I wanted to do. Add-on stuff? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. With all the add-on stuff. So and, originally and we had... You, I'll, 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 take a, I'll take a little bit of... I'll take a little bit of yeah, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you credit for this because originally I wanted, to end, I wanted to end Brotherhood on 12. I got a 13th episode hmm. because then I, I you know bantering around ideas with with um with with uh miguel and mac and and just trying to come up with an idea of a sort of epilogue type episode which became number 13 and um (laughs) to see what's coming next especially for you know for pj for darla for ollie now to say you know to say the least you know ollie hasn't had very many lines so far but this underlying threat that ollie is kind of like you don't really want him to talk that much do you Mm. but then he realizes like he's just this nice guy he's just you know he just and and pj can't wrap around his head this guy is a serial not serial guy but he's he's an he's an assassin he's a he's an operative yeah, he's an operator, and I think I think that's still one of my favorite fucking lines from from PJ. But he's such a nice guy. <laughs> like, 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 as, as if that changes anything. As as if that 
completely erases the narrative that this guy's an operator. Yeah, like, that he's like, a sleeper agent, basically. Like, he's not turned on. No. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I've had a couple of people come up to me and actually ask me, he's like, do you cook hot dogs with with uh, pickle juice? Right? I mean, <laughs> good? I'm like, I don't know. It's Ollie's recipe. <laughs> Uh, a touch, a touch of pickle brine can actually bring out some flavors if you have kosher meat. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we use it yeah. for turkey. When we, uh, when I, I, I hunt turkey, and so when we have wild turkey, we marinate no. in pickle juice. Oh, okay. It's cool. very good. Very good. Sidebar. Sidebar. <laughs> Recipes to Darla. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, I've already I've already talked to you about how I want to do a double and totally commercial, uh, yes. commercial oh, God. with 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 Marla's maple syrup. That'll be good. <laughs> I, I'm serious. Yeah. I'm I'm waiting to get it uh, get it done. But like the whole idea of doing random like commercials Don't to forget. beef up the next season of of, of uh, Brotherhood. I really oh, liked in this music. Yeah, where I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna have sultry saxophone music, but I'm also Got gonna it. have like. Sounds of hot cakes and waffles yeah, and absolutely. things like that. Yeah, yeah. It's I loved like, in this episode the break for the break for sponsors. But, oh, we don't have any yeah, sponsors. Back sponsors. What's happening. Yeah. I loved that, and it, that was this was one of the ones I was listening to in the car. So my daughter heard it too, and she loved that. She was cracking up at that part too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know what I think is funny. Uh, Emily playing both uh, Karen and uh, and Darla, and for some hey, reason, Mills of all Mills, days, like, yeah. I, well, well, hold on, no, I'm specifically yeah. talking about Karen and Darla. Karen, no. Okay, for some reason, no matter how perverted Darla gets, it's nowhere near as like I shouldn't be hearing this as like season one of Noxo when it was <laughs> just. Uh, oh, she was with, answers um, the door in her apron. Yeah, and that, that whole, oh, that whole I sequence. I, re- I remember what I was driving. <laughs> I was on my on my steering. I was like, I, I don't give a fuck, but I'm still going to turn this down. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think, Danny, didn't you tell me when we were recording that? Didn't your wife throw things at you? When we oh, were yeah. Like, she thought I was flying. like, flirting. I was oh, like, I'm oh. recording. This is what I'm doing. This has nothing we're to do with anything. What we're recording. We're recording this. It's, it's already like because yeah. I'm making her say certain things. Oh yeah, and it was hilarious because I'm already. I don't. I don't find myself to be to sound very sexy ever, and so I'm already trying to make sure that I'm doing this right. And then you hear Danny like, "Ow, goddammit, it! What are you?" <laughs> I'm just recording stuff. I'm telling <laughs> you, my I, I, like from the, the the feedback I've had for both for Darla especially, you, you like you've lit people on fire. Right. <laughs> Dead serious. It worked. Like out of all the characters that have had that sex appeal, who would have thought it was the la- the maple the maple, uh, the maple syrup, syrup lady? Maple. It's the one you can't have. What the? What do you the mean? You can't, have. You can't touch it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but and I mean, that's like, what she hates because she can't touch anybody. I know, I know, but that, that that's what that's what like felt like weird to me, right? Because like, like I forgot to see, but she like she was just being perverted, and I was and then she talks about getting laid or something, and I was just like, you go, darling, hell yeah. But <laughs> listening to season one of Knox, I'm like, somebody leave a fucking mic on. 
<laughs> Are we supposed to hear this? This is—I don't feel like. We oh, you, because he's trying to be all non-because Max trying to be all non-panicky, and it's like, look, we've got some serious problems, and she's like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, no, the whole, the whole, the whole thing, the whole thing. I was just like, I—I I am going seventy-five down a highway, and I'm just gonna turn this down. <laughs> Were you the only one in the truck? Thank you. Yes. When that's when you do that, you know it's good. Yep. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I mean though. Like like knowing that Emily plays them both, I'm just like one of them one of them I'm like, you go, Darla. Hell yeah, get get whatever you can. I'm right. for it. But then season one of Knoxville, I'm just like, I'm just uh, <laughs> it needs to be a seven, not a twelve. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why, but it's it's it was just a thing that just like oh, like yeah. literally just occurred to me. I was just like, oh yeah, I remember. I even remember where I was going. I was like, I was, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I was on my way to North Indy. I was like, oh, it's just uh, it needs to go down a little bit. <laughs> so we well, actually got our um, we actually got our last question mm-hmm. in regard uh, oh. to this episode. Okay. And um, the question is from XOUFO XO24 from Star Trek Fleet Command, people that I, Ooh, dang. I, uh, oh, I okay. played with. Uh, but they, they have, we have some fans there. Uh, yeah. The question is uh, My question is for the entire cast of Brotherhood. You answered briefly in a previous episode where you see the heroes going on in the story, but where do you see the villains going? Oh, that! Oh, that's beautiful because I love that. <laughs> if yeah. I can say this, I see now. Levet Noir is dying. That's and knows it. Yes, I see. If as the story progresses, him eventually kicking the bucket. Okay, and because he reminds me of Jigsaw. Okay, in the Saw series, and okay. I see. I see him eventually kicking the bucket and having followers continuing to do his work and and carry on. Okay. You know, through the thing. So yes, he should eventually die about another season or so in. Okay. What about you, uh, Miguel? I love this question for a very specific reason. <laughs> I love I love, I love when a bad guy has lived his purpose, <laughs> even if he dies. Yep. Even if, even if the character, you know, in one facet or another fails, if the character did what he intended to do, mm-hmm. it's just so fucking good for me. Good and I've been, I've been, I've been helping Danny more and more with, uh, with brotherhood and, I would love to add my influence to where this is going to go because I want I want there to be a serious payoff because with all all the love all the love is on the brotherhood side. We love all of them. We love we love, you know, the squirrel, we love the, the maple lady, <laughs> we love Ricardo, we love the fucking Frank, we love them all. I really 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 want people to fucking despise Levec Noir and Pionnet Rouge and I want them I want this uh, I want this conclusion and to give you a, a perspective of what I want in the dark night the Joker doesn't blow up the barges Batman saves the day right yeah 
except he fucking doesn't. Mm-hmm. How does he not save the day? Entirely. Dent. Yep. yep. That's Joker's entire purpose. Everything else was having fun with the bats. His entire purpose was to take Dent and make him a monster. So even though the Joker was caught, even though the barge didn't blow up, even though he was beaten up by the bats, he won. Right. Mm -hmm. And that leads into the theory about that film that he planned on being caught. Yeah. Of course, he even, he even said it. He, you think I'm gonna risk the soul of Gotham in a fist fight with you? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, no, no. Always gotta have a trunk up your sleeve. Listen to you. I love you. <laughs> you what do you think, Emily? I, uh, I don't even know. I, in I, listening to what you guys have already said, it, I. I have I haven't let myself think too far into it because I think for this this series in particular like I've gone back and I've listened to the all the you know all the previous stuff as it's come out and everything like that but I've really liked kind of Miguel kind of said it earlier you know we're all part of it and we're all in it but we're all also fans mm-hmm. and so I've kind of liked not thinking too much about what may happen because i still kind of like being taken by surprise by some mm-hmm. of it and things like that too and so like i've not really made a whole lot of conjecture on this one because i just kind of like being pulled along with the story and so wherever they're gonna whatever is going to happen and however it's gonna happen like i love the reference that you made miguel to to that because i i literally just watched um God, what's the last one? Dark Knight, uh, Dark Knight Rises. Rises. Rises, Yeah, and I had forgotten how much of that. Well, I didn't realize how much of that movie I'd forgotten, and so all the little plans within plans within plans that Bane had for everything, or that you know that you could argue that she had for all that. But like, um, I loved it, and I loved, I loved that even though I'd already seen it. I'd forgotten enough of it to it was almost like the first experience all over again. And so the Joker scenes and the Joker's plots, it was the same kind of thing seeing that too. And so I've kind of liked not thinking too much about what may come up in this series because I like being pulled along with the story and kind of being surprised. And trust me, it's gonna it's gonna get even even more intense in, in the next couple too, especially rescuing Gladys. And then seeing what happens next. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's it's literally. Yeah, no, and and like I said, man, I just I really really want this. I really want this because we have we have the audio tape of PJ interviewing Pionne uh, Rouge. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know when that is. We know maybe in the future, maybe in the past. But there is a line that kind of gives it away if you paid attention, <laughs> and that's that uh, Levec Noir is dead. Mm-hmm. So, we don't, once again, we don't know if he's just lying to protect Lyric Noir or if this is in the future. Yeah. Either way, Lyric Noir says, none of this matters to me. I just want to cause as much chaos as possible. And so, I really want this. Like, I, I know Danny has a big roadmap for what's coming because I've, I've read it all. But, like, I really want to just, like, I want to just pick his brain for more than a couple of scenes Mm -hmm. and 
like have some things happen because I want these guys to be I want them to be hated. You know what I mean? Like like for 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 a Batman villain, you kind of cheer for the villain as well. You, do. you know what I mean? You do. I want I want these guys to be fucking <clears throat> I want these guys to be John Travolta's password swordfish. Like. I want them these guys to be Dolores Dolores Umbridge. Ooh. I want these guys to be I want these guys to be, you know, uh, uh fucking the Malfoys. Right. I want these guys to be unapologetic <laughs> villains. Right. And yeah. they are villains. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna. I'm like when 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 certain things happen in the in the, in the near future, I really do want to go back and revisit some things that I want to put in because I believe that as much love as we have for the Brotherhood, they deserve to suffer at the hands of really good villains. Yes, they do. Yeah. They deserve well, better cool. villains. Is that what you're saying? They deserve good <laughs> they villains. They deserve better villains. Well, this is gonna be a pretty. Uh, if I could say, mood swing series. Not entirely. I mean... You have the height of comedy mixed (laughs) with the most despicable of villains. Well, that was the whole point. Remember, the idea was you can't put bumbling villains with bumbling heroes. Nothing really works or happens. Everything bumbles. (laughs) So the idea was, okay, are we going to do serious heroes? That wasn't the intention. No. So the idea was... And, and when me and Stacy sort of formulated a lot of these characters together, we were going to have a bunch of bumbling heroes and a very serious Most threat. Villain, yeah. And the idea of trying to make sure they're serious, but make them hated is the huge, is the huge thing because mm-hmm. you don't know how far their influence is eventually going to go. You don't know how far they're going to go. But you also know that they're going to be, they're not going to be very, they're not going to be well-liked at all. And this, and this is why I think the original Levesque Noir should die and someone should take up that mantle. And, and Levesque Noir, the character, therefore becomes a symbol, mm. you know, a, a symbol of evil. Sort of. Yeah, you know, something to aspire to be, a level mm-hmm. of evil to aspire to. Because there's no one face you can put on it, you know. It's just it's a symbol. It's a mask. Right. So who's ready to play some games? <gasps> there are games. Oh yes, yes, yes. This okay. is one of the, everybody's favorite parts of the show. Cue the music. And now, Dark Charm Games. Okay, we've had we've we've played this game to uh, the past two uh, episodes, and uh, this game, you know, right now we can exclusively do you know for for everybody yet again. Mm -hmm. Um, But Emily, you get so here's the idea. This will dive a little bit into your improvisational skills. (laughs) Oh God! (laughs) But the idea is that you're going to have a scenario and you have to be a certain character, sort of what would you say and what would you do in that scenario? Oh, Lord. As that character, yeah. Here's your scenario. Okay. You are involved in a robbery of a convenience store. 
Okay. Now you could be there to stop it. You could be there to assist in it. You could be there to try and get uh, in in Chris's thing. He was giving pointers to the robber. (laughs) (laughs) So you could do whatever you want to do. But like I said, that scenario is that you were involved in a robbery in a convenience store and you can play any character that you've ever played in Dark Charm. Okay. You have your idea who you're going to do? I think so. I who are you going to so. do? <laughs> um, oh, should I just for... Uh, I'm thinking so much about how to do her voice that I forgot her name. What's my character in um, in Fun with Dirt? Oh, uh, uh, Vicky? Or are you playing uh, Janet Weatherby? Janet Weatherby, yes. Oh my god, you're going to play oh, the Janet. Weatherby. <laughs> <laughs> Janet Weatherby. If you've, seen the, uh, if you've seen the first episode of of Off the Cuff, uh, Janet's husband makes his appearance. Does he? Yeah, Damn he it, I missed that. Carl, Carl makes his appearance in the in the episode too, and it's like, yeah, oh my well, god! He was, uh, hey, make sure you want to live within for the rest of time because when you're married, you're married forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Oh my god! I'm so sorry I missed that, and I didn't. I went back before this tonight, so I listened to the episodes for tonight, yeah. but then I also listened to the most recent episode of off the cuff to kind of get an idea of what we were doing and so damn it i didn't listen to the first episode or i could have yeah. heard i could have heard carl that's god. oh god it was funny oh my lord he he he, he was he was awesome bobby, bobby uh, was awesome. and then he gosh. was doing Bert mcgonagall and he was doing all kinds of really <laughs> cool stuff but so yeah, has everyone that's done this has it been the same scenario just different characters going through the um, same scenario yeah uh aside from mac he's had a second scenario added to oh, okay. him because he's done the game so much oh, um, okay but and then miguel's gonna have the same <laughs> tonight too a different <laughs> uh, scenario but he'll yeah but go ahead i'm ready okay. when you are <clears throat> all right so Oh, well, goodness me. All right, I've got all my groceries here. I got everything all put together real nice. Okay, this is good. Now, did I get everything on my list? I got on my list. Oh, oh my goodness. What is, what is, what do we have? What do we have happening up here? I, I don't know. Do you, are you boys in line to, oh no, you're armed. You have, you have weapon. What is that? What is going on up here? What are we, are we, I, oh, 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 this is, this is, this is a robbery? Why would you, oh, this is a robbery? You don't need to, I mean, you don't need to rob this nice convenience store. They've been running this store for ages now. There's no need for you to do it. Oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't say anything. I won't say anything. All right, it's oh fine. Oh my God, they're it's actually reacting pretty well to Bones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because you're Bones. Like, the whole thing is like, yeah. Janet's yeah. dead. Yeah. Oh, you have to imagine this is how she died. Oh, okay. I thought that was how uh, Carl said it was a... a Carl said it was a, a car accident. Hey, he's gonna protect his wife. He's oh, not gonna yeah. say she no she stuck her nose into a robbery and got <laughs> shot. No. Carl's a good husband. How Carl's dare you scratch his name? He's gonna look out for me. My husband's gonna look out for me, but when he's not, where is he? He is not here with me at the checkout to protect me in the convenience store right now. Carl! Carl, there's something Ow. happening up here. Can you come up here with you? I'm so sorry. I I will just I will sit right over here. But I really could. I, I would. I got a lot of what I got here is gonna go bad. I need to get it out of here. Can I just maybe? Okay, okay. No, I'll sit 
stay back here. It's fine. All right. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Carl! Carl! <laughs> All right. Next next person. This is my choice. Darla. Uh -oh. Darla. 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 Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I gotta turn this from a 12 to a 7 again. Hang on. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Poor Darla. It's not Karen. It's yeah. not undressed Karen. <laughs> oh good lord. <clears throat> oh goodness. So how oh, alright, let me go over here. Oh, hello, gentlemen. What is it that we are? Is that a gun in your pocket, or are you just really happy to see me up here right now? <laughs> here it comes. Oh, it's just a gun. Well, all right, that's oh, probably man. better for you. We've not met, but it wouldn't end really well for you. But do you really think you're going to pull this robbery off? Oh, there's two of you, too. All right, so either of you single, maybe, by chance? <laughs> I mean, I'd... I, I see that you're in the middle of a robbery here. It could be a very complicated relationship, but you know, I'm a very complicated broad. I got a lot of things. Yeah, no, so, okay. Well, I really like this convenience store and I really just would rather this didn't happen. So if you could just come a little closer here, let me plant a little kiss on you and we'll just end this right here. Oh, oh, oh there we go. Done with that one. Oh, wait, oh, and that one's running off. You're fine. All right. Oh, not a problem. So happy to help, sir. We'll just call the authorities. It'll be fine. And how about you? Look like a nice young man, yes? Yeah, no, married? Oh, God. All right, forget it. I'm out of here. This is ridiculous. You just <laughs> turned a dude to... <laughs> Clean up on aisle seven. Clean up on aisle seven. Clean up on aisle one. Yes, that's right. Right here in the front. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's darling. Clean up on aisle one, because... <laughs> best. Oh, my God. Right. That was... Right that here was, in the front was, of the store. That was awesome. That was beautiful. <laughs> I loved <Thank> it. <laughs> I'm blushing. I, you can't tell my camera sucks, but I'm blushing. <laughs> All right. Now, that was gorgeous. I love it. We didn't, since we didn't do it, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna pick a character for you, Miguel, okay? Same scenario, but this time, it's Ricardo. Oh, oh my God. Ricardo. Nobody's going to survive. No, nobody else would survive. Yeah, when, when Juice was involved, he killed three people. Yeah, Juice <laughs> killed uh, yes. And then when he, uh, and then, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. And then when you were El Diablo. <laughs> I, yeah, that one cracked everybody up. And I'm still oh, proud of that. But yeah, I even debuffed myself. <laughs> I debuffed my armor. <laughs> I think I'm my armor. Right, so, Ricardo, Ricardo. All right, Winston, just put the goddamn orange popsicle back. Who the fuck are you? Why the fuck are you he No. No, it's a high point, kid. He's not going to fucking take you seriously. You're better off with a goddamn machete. Get the fuck out of the way. Did you put the ice cream popsicle back? <laughs> no. But, yeah, yeah. Don't point the fucking gun at me. You know what I'll do to you, you stupid bitch? Winston, you know, here, at least go at least go exchange it. Put the melted one back. Get a fresh one. I'll pay for that one. <laughs> Why the fuck are you still here, man? You're holding everybody up. I told you you point that gun at me again. I know a badger that gets into places you don't want to fucking know about, all right? Take your shit. Here, here. Here's five bucks. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yes. Thank you. Why did you bring two of them? I told you to put the melted one back. Right, you know what? Fuck it all. You know, go get a third one. Your mom's going to need this. 
Excellent. Oh, oh my god, that was that. great. Oh my lord. Oh. oh, I love you guys so much. <laughs> You've already had one, but I, I, I have. But I'm gonna I'm gonna switch up uh I'm gonna switch up scenarios with you. All right. Rod at a Taco Bell drive thru. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what I suggested last time. <laughs> <laughs> remember we had because remember he did Taco Bell drive through but he was Chambers. Yeah, he was Josh Chambers. Oh, nice. funny. He's he's Rod. Yes, I'll have. Wow, when people say they can't understand me. Hold up, Frank. I'm trying to fucking order. No, never mind. Um, I'll just come inside. I'll just come inside. Twelve. Taco pack. Thank you for coming to Taco Bell. <laughs> All right. Speaking of come inside, I've never heard so many boys have trouble with their voices. Let me take you. Can I order for you guys? Honestly, scoot over. The darling, take care of this for you guys. All right. Yes. Yes. You scoot to the back. I'll handle this. Excuse me. Are you still there on the speaker? Oh, well, thank you. I think I look good today, too. But you can tell that just by talking to me. Listen to you. <laughs> That's no, such a sweet part. I listen. I'm not talking here, all right? I'm, I'm, I got a little something going with the, this guy on the speaker. Well, I hope it's a guy on the speaker. But, I mean, I go either way. It's fine. Does it matter? <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter at all. So the one back here, we can get a, like a, a nachos bel grande for this one. Emphasis on the bel grande. You know what I mean? Thank you. And um, what was it that you oh. wanted? <laughs> you can involve the whole sugar bumps. That. That's okay. <laughs> you know, fun. Totally on you. You're no fun. <laughs> Do you have sugar bumps? Sugar bump. You're no fun. <laughs> Is it all, all of this, all of this, and Ricardo's inside the Taco Bell ordering. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that. I know those voices. I know those voices. I can hear them. I can hear them from the goddamn headset. You got that shit turned up to way too loud, man. That's permanent hearing damage. You, you know what? Fuck it. Cancel my order. I'm leaving. <laughs> what, if, what if Rod somehow snorts out the headset? Well, if you're not in your rubber suit, yeah. You probably be like. Damn it. No, no. That was, once again, that was a choice. I loved all that. Loved it. Oh my god. So now we'll just do a preview of next month's yes. uh stuff. Oh my god. And like we we've been talking before that August is gonna be insane yep. for us. Um literally it's the premiere of Fascination Street. Fascination Street one will be uh out on our first uh the first uh, of uh, August uh weekend. The next would be Smoke and Mirrors. That's the next chapter in the juice and life saga. That's gonna, be, yeah. that's, that's gonna be that's gonna be yeah that's gonna be mm. insane um and then you know we're gonna follow that up with the uh the next episode of brotherhood which is uh they're gonna um hold on a second here which one is that 11 no 12 that's 12. gonna be them rescuing gladys or trying to rescue ah. gladys mm -hmm. and uh oh my god 
if you think that the especially for Brotherhood, if the last episode, two episode, two or three, if you think the whole series was funny, you ain't seen nothing yet. For with these like next two episodes, you finally get to see the more heroic side coming out with these bumbling idiots. But that's mm-hmm. the whole point. <laughs> um, and, and the fact that they're trying to work together. They're, they're starting to co you know to, to co work you know to coexist mm-hmm. as a team and and it's gonna be great to watch them you know do what they need to do especially um I gotta tell you like uh Max Hunter who plays uh Billy Aykroyd he's doing each good episode he's doing really good. better and better and better and better especially and then you know just the idea of what Billy's powers are how he gets to do certain things Billy's shaping up to be my favorite character in that series honestly. <laughs> It's it's kind of it's kind of weird. It's kind of like you know you can tell a lot about the person by who's the favorite character in the Brotherhood. <laughs> a lot of people saying Gladys. Other people are saying Willie. Some people are saying Ollie. A lot of people are saying Darla. People are saying Rod. You can honestly, it, it depends honestly on who. And so other people are like Ricardo. I was like Ricardo's not a member of the uh, the Brotherhood. They're like kind of, is. but he kind of Doesn't is. Doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> Yeah, they could just literally every time his name is brought up, they could just hear him somewhere in the background. No, the fuck I ain't. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, no, I ain't in no damn brotherhood. What the hell? I ain't with these guys. (laughs) He's he's part of the brotherhood. No, the fuck I'm not. Would you let me into this shit? (laughs) Oh God! If you think this season for Ricardo is going to be insane. If me and Miguel are really going to do the three days, as we're calling it, oh my god, <laughs> it's gonna be oh, awesome! It's gonna be I, insane. I th- I think uh, I, I think I, I I've given it my hand at writing it uh, four different times now. So what I think <laughs> I'm gonna do, I think I'm just gonna sit down with a microphone and go ham. Go for it. And if you need me to uh, to bounce off anything, let me know. Yeah, totally. You you, you can be there. Like I, I just think uh, I just think it's gonna be insanity, and I I'm I'm still looking forward to this because <laughs> you need to save whatever you don't use as just like a bonus material. Yeah, <laughs> it'll oh, be yeah, amazing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like I have. I have so many jokes I want to do and like so many fucking lines that I just I need to have like to make the the situation even funnier and like trying to write it out it, it's I don't know why but writing it out it took away all the flavor and I was like ah oh, I don't like that well yeah, so. yeah and then plus you know you you're going to probably have minimal third person um interaction yeah like yeah. it's basically it's just between you and frank and frank is a bunch of skitters and you know screeching and, screeches right. and things like that and then he act just the idea and then the whole idea of miguel having to give life in this situation to this character <laughs> i don't know yeah. get off the damn radio <laughs> to give to give you guys a to give you guys a little preview of of what of what i want to do with this it's uh it's like uh when he hangs up the phone like, hi mary okay yeah thank you very much i owe you big time for this 
Jesus fucking Christ. Where the fuck did you get a Tom Petty CD? No, no. Don't don't put that near the fucking give me that. You hear a window roll down and he throws it out. Fucking Tom Petty, this bullshit. Where the fuck did you get another Tom Petty CD? All right, you know what? Are you Fine. producing me? I will put it in. <laughs> Fine. We're gonna do one fucking song, one fucking song, and I swear to Christ, I'll duct tape you to something. <laughs> so there you go. That's it. There's your preview for what's gonna happen. Oh, yeah. Preview. I like that. The idea at some point is like he's gonna overplay this song, <laughs> and it's gonna drive Ricardo crazy. <laughs> if you realize you have to include it in, on the soundtrack at some point. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, there, yeah, there, there's going to be, like, Ricardo and the Badger horribly singing along to one song or another. Yeah. Take. <laughs> Outtake. They bond. So, so that, that, you, have a, you have an idea of what I want to do, like, and what I want to do with the three days. So, And then when the cops stop you, that's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the cops stop. The cops, the rest stop that I want to do, like, that one's going to be really fun. Uh, like... <laughs> You know, like he pulls over, and like you just hear the car door. He's, he's walking away. Hey, pal, why does it sound like you got a wild animal in your trunk? Hey, pal, why why does it sound like you're not minding your own fucking business? <laughs> and they're hearing it from outside the there car, which is even better because the yeah. whole thing is they're the the it's based on a feed that someone was recording them in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're hearing shit that's happening outside the car within the car. And around the car. Right. That's the whole thing. Right. Alrighty, well, that is our, uh, that'll be it for us today on um, Off the Cuff. I'm your host, Danny Atwell, again with Mac McCloskey, Emily McAnulty, and the dead man himself, Miguel Pedroza. We will bid you a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, night folks. Off the Cuff was brought to you by Dark Charm Media. Special effects by zapsplat.com. Dark Charm Media Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.